Kaplan is the Director of Development for an organization called the Richmond Cycling Corps. The mission of the Richmond Cycling Corps is to educate and empower the lives of the Richmond youth living in the heart of the East End, with a purpose to change the lives of the youth who are living there in the public housing projects. What starts on a bike does not end with a race or a ride. This organization aims to develop the whole person as they work with the youth they serve. They say that cycling is their platform for change. They laugh, they teach, they learn, and they have a passion for being a positive impact on the kids in the heart of public housing. Brad is here today to tell us more about the incredible work that this organization is doing and all that they hope to achieve. Let's take a listen. All right, so I have with us here today Brad from the Richmond Cycling Corps. How are you, Brad? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm happy to have you here and to share more about what your organization does in the Richmond area. So you say that cycling is your platform for change. Your organization has a passion for being a positive impact on kids in the heart of public housing. Can you tell us what initially inspired this organization to be created? Yeah, so our founder, Craig Dodson, was a professional cyclist, and he was ready to give back, and he thought that was the right thing to do. And so he wanted to work with kids, and he wanted to work with underprivileged youth. And so he, he went to the East End, which is where most of the housing projects here in Richmond exist, and he just started working with kids, and, and we've been staying on that track, working with kids in the East End since 2010. That's great. And as an organization, including the youth you work with, uh, your battle cry is can't stop, won't stop. Can you tell us more about this and how it motivates both your team and those who participate in the programs? Yeah. So to think about it in terms of cycling, uh, we are competing in, in races across the state of Virginia and you know, our kids have expectations for themselves, but it's always, um, you know, it's a competition. So you never know what's going to happen. And so like this weekend we had a race and uh, one of our kids was doing great. He moved up towards the, the top of the pack and, and then he fell down, right? And lost a bunch of spots and um, was discouraged because he thought he was going to have like this great race, but that was going to happen. And then he kind of had the decision to make, right? It was either going to be coast and just kind of make it through the race or, or continue fighting and continue uh, really grinding. And, and he did the latter. He, he went for it. He continued sprinting, continued going through um, the race and, and trying to make up as many spots as he could. That's kind of what we think of in terms of cycling. And then as an organization, um, you know, the mission that we're on, you know, working with kids that mostly live in public housing and living here in, in Richmond uh, in the East End is where our kids, you know, mostly live. And, and that's where you know, Richmond right now has the sixth highest concentration of public housing in America. And that concentration of public housing means a high concentration of, of poverty. And so like for us, that means that our mission, it can't stop because the issue for our, our, our kids isn't going to stop. Kids get born into generational poverty and it's hard to escape. And so we're, we try to be an outlet for, for youth to, to see something different. That's awesome. And on your website, you say that your team has fun. You laugh, you teach, and you have a passion for being a positive impact on these kids in the heart of public housing. How important would you say it is that uh, to the kids who participate that they be met with this type of lighthearted and supportive approach? Yeah, I think it's important for us to really get on their level and invest in in them because until you really get there and dig in and, and be present with them, you're not going to make any progress. If you show up once, 
um, they're not going to give you any, any time of day. Right. And so un until you really make that investment in them and show them that you care and that you're going to come back um, day after day and week after week, then you can actually make real, real change and, and real difference in, in some of their lives. Yeah. I would imagine that uh, some may be hesitant to jump on board with this. How does your outreach actually work? Uh, like how do you get kids involved and enrolled and, and in the program? Yeah, mostly it's, it's word of mouth, whether that's a neighbor, a friend, or a counselor um, from school or a teacher at school that kind of recommends them to our organization. And, and then it's, you know, let's, let's try hopping on a bike. Let's see if, if, if you like this or not. And some kids, um, you know, start at, at different levels, right? Some kids are very hesitant and um, it's, it's hard. Like the, the trails that we ride are not easy. Um, so it's, uh, it's fun to see, you know, how they're going to compete initially. And, and then it's, it's really fun to see kind of their progress. Cause you know, when, when you have kids that really haven't ridden, ridden a mountain bike and haven't done any trails like myself was, you know, a year ago, um, it's hard. It's, uh, it's intimidating, but we'd like to say that if you can, if you can get good at cycling, then you can, you can get good at anything else. And that's what is great to see is the kids that really improve on the bike and their confidence grows and, and you know, that they can do so much else. Yeah. It's great that that clearly pushing yourself in that way to do something. So outside the box, I would imagine transcends into so many other areas of your life. And I'm sure that's part of your mission too, right? It's that it's really not just about the cycling. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, your mission statement says that you are, you know, your, your mission is to educate and empower the lives of Richmond youth in the heart of the East end by constantly pivoting towards relevant outreach. Can you tell us more about those five spokes of the RCC wheel, community, education, empowerment, health and wellness, and individual support? Yeah, like you said, and, and like, you know, our, our mission statement reads, cycling isn't a part of that. Um, and it's because we're not a cycling organization. We have cycling programs, but our mission is to, to make a greater impact than improving people on a bike. And so that's why you kind of see the, the five spokes of the RCC wheel. And that starts with community. Um, we want to be invested here in Richmond. And so in 2014, built a, um, a bike park right in the heart of public housing in between an elementary school and a high school. And that's kind of been our home since, since then. And uh, try to you know, make a difference um, right in our community. And then next you, you have education, which has always been a, a central piece for RCC. We have um, invested in terms of educational in terms of, you know, hiring someone to be a, a tutor. Um, and when, when our youth needed more, we um, developed a homeschool co-op in terms of helping people graduate from, from high school. And so we had eight graduates um, graduate from our, our Legacy Academy, and that helped them go on to college and, and, and other jobs as well. And then you have employment, which is, is also big. And we want to make sure that our, our time with our youth isn't stopping when they either get out of our program or graduate from high school, we are making sure that they, you know, get to the next step of their lives. And, and that means making sure that they're employed. Um, and then health and wellness, you know, obviously cycling is very beneficial to people's health. That's kind of pretty easy to understand, but um, the, the structures of public housing are, are also, um, you know, causing a lot of problems health wise for people and, you know, us taking them to green spaces, getting them outside more, 
getting them um, in nature, getting them away from, you know, phones and TV and doing something physical, all these things really make an impact on, um, on, on betterment of, of someone's life. And then the individual support, uh, we, you know, we don't really stop in terms of, you know, when we, you know, stop working with kids. And so we take kids to doctor's appointments or, you know, we help a kid get a, get his driver's license. Another kid that um, is still in high school that doesn't ride with us anymore, but we helped her get her permit um, or, you know, help people look for housing, look for jobs, all these things uh, go into to what we do at RCC. I love that it goes so far beyond just the cycling aspect and that you're working with kids, even if they're not entirely in the program in terms of like being on a bike. Uh, and that it's very clear that your mission really is to serve this community as best you can. And I think it's really powerful what you guys are doing. Um, I had a question for you personally, because your role here at, uh, before your role here at RCC, you spent 12 years scouting NFL players for the Oakland Raiders. How would you say this new role has most significantly impacted you? Like, how does this work really move you? Yeah. So my last few years, you know, working with the Raiders and traveling as many days as I was traveling, you got to a sense of, you know, what am I doing with my days? And I'm, you know, doing a lot to try to win a football game. And now I get to understand that I'm spending my time trying to make an impact and you can see it, you know, day by day and, you know, week by week in terms of, you know, the people that we're with and you get to see that growth. And I think that's the most rewarding part is to see where someone was six months ago to see some where someone is now it's it's really cool to see our kids um who are just great kids just see them just grow and develop and get more confident in, in everything about about their lives that's awesome yeah i thought it was fascinating how you came from that role to this but i, I would imagine that there's some sort of levels of crossover in what you do in terms of outreach and uh you know that side of things but i, I would imagine and that's why i asked that it probably impacts you more on like a compassionate level, um, more an emotional level, being able to see these kids grow and thrive. So what is the value most about, what is it that you value most about this organization and the impact that you are all striving to achieve? I think what I value most is where we're serving and the people that we're serving. We work with, you know, public housing. We're in public housing. We're, we're there, you know, almost seven days out of the week. And there's not a lot of organizations that are there. You know, there are organizations close and there's organizations working with, you know, people in poverty and inner city youth, but there's not a lot of people working with um, the people that we're serving. And, you know, the youth that are born into it are born into it, right? They're, they're there at a, you know, no, nothing that they did and they deserve more. And I'm glad that we're, we're, we're giving them more opportunities. I'm glad that you are too. That kind of just gave me the chills as you were explaining that because uh, like you said, there's resources available, but there isn't always like boots on the ground (laughs) in the space, like every day helping. Uh, So on this podcast, we often discuss the topics of community and compassion, which both seem to align very well with your organization's mission and efforts. Can you tell us what your own personal definition of compassion is and how you think it best relates to the work that RCC does? I think we talk a lot about meeting people where they are instead of meeting people where you want them to be. Um, I think it's a big difference. Instead of me coming to a situation with all my baggage and all my 
preconceived notions about someone or something and dropping all that and just understanding and learning about the person that I'm with. And, and I think that's what, you know, we try to do. And it, it's, it's hard being a nonprofit organization that, that kind of thinks more about that than about maybe a metric or an outcome. Um, a lot of, you know, grants or uh, donors are asking for, for outcomes, right? What, what are you measuring that was successful? And if that was the case, we wouldn't try to do what we do. We wouldn't try to do, you know, a, a, a you know, quality over quantity. We want to make a deep impact on these, you know, 10 kids rather than make a small impact on a hundred kids. And that's, uh, that's harder to, to, to sell to maybe a donor, but, um, but for our 10 kids, it's about, about being where they, where they are and what they need. And, and that's just being present. Yeah, I think that's like a really important point that you just made about the quality over quantity, because you're right, I think a lot of nonprofits sometimes are forced to operate in that way because of, you know, however they gauge their support. Uh, but just from my own perspective, too, as a nonprofit director, I know I've learned over the past 10 years that I used to get upset about the thought that like I couldn't reach hundreds of thousands of, of patients, right, who are dealing with the disease that I'm advocating for. But then I came to realize it's it's really about if you're giving to those 10 kids and you're giving your all to those 10 get kids, or for me, if I'm giving my all to 10 patients, there really is so much uh, coming from that that is is basically a ripple effect, right? Like the impact that you're making on those 10 kids' lives will actually impact hundreds, maybe thousands of people going forward. And, and a lot of that has to do with the fact of what you and your organization are pouring into them now. So that's really special. Um, how can my listeners best support the mission of RCC? How can they get involved and how do donations help to drive your efforts? Yes, yeah, so I would say like first off equipment, right? Most of our biking equipment or apparel or, you know, all the accessories that come with biking are donations, whether that's from an individual donating an, an old bike or it's a corporation, um, small or large, donating, you know, really excellent bikes or a smaller corporation that is maybe donating gloves or hats or jackets. Um, all those things are things that, that would, you know, help an organization like ours that's, that's small and local. And, you know, if you're a local, you know, we'd love to, to see you around in terms of helping. If, you, if you're in the biking community, we, we have, you know, need for volunteers that can help out on rides and also help out in terms of helping us, you know, get meals or prepare meals or deliver meals um, to, you know, whenever we finish rides or start rides. And then, you know, obviously dollars, right? Um, we're a nonprofit that, uh, focuses mostly on individuals and most of our um, income comes from individuals and, you know, monthly donations is however small that is can make a, a large difference. Like if, if you could donate $50 a month, that's $600 for the year. And that's a, that's a large gift for an, a small organization like ours. Yeah. That's really important to note that a little goes a long way. So lastly, can you tell us where we could go to donate and how we can best follow along with your ongoing mission? Yeah, you can follow us and find us, richmondcyclingcorp.org. Um, that's our website. We also have a newsletter that you can sign up for on there that we try to um, make it a little bit more personal and give a little bit more information on our kids and 
more stories. And then we're active on Instagram and, and Facebook at Richmond Cycling Corps. And we would love to, to get the support, whether that's a follow, a like, um, a share, all that goes a long way. So we appreciate it. Absolutely. So I will share in the show notes, all of those links. And I encourage everyone who's listening to just really look into further what it is that you're doing. And I'm sure they'll be inspired to support because your mission is really important and the work you're doing is really valuable to that community. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking interest in in our organization and helping share our story. Thank you for listening to this episode of Be The Good Podcast. Please like, comment, and share. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Be The Good Podcast. And remember, we can all find our own way to be the good.